The title of the message I want to bring to you today is Too Blessed to be Stressed. You think it's better to be blessed than to be stressed. Say amen. 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 It is better. Because this is the time of the year when we get ready for the new season, for the new year, approaching fast. And it's a good time to make up the books, to take account of what has happened during this year. And obviously, there will surely be a number of disappointments for so many of us. Some of you have said goodbye to a loved one. Some people may still be sick or suffer with so many consequences of what happened this year in the world, in our country. And this is typically what happens we, when we approach the new year, is that we ponder and we look back upon what has happened. And I want to encourage you today not only to stumble into the new year, but to view it as a transition going into a new season, a new year. I love the, the ancient people's uh, ways of doing it. They always prepared for new seasons. They prepared their hearts. They prepared themselves. It didn't just happen. It wasn't old year eves and boom, there it was new year. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in a new year. No, they prepared themselves and it was a process of transition. And this is what I want to encourage you during these last few days of 2021. To really prepare yourselves for a new year, for a new season. Well, I'm excited about a new year. I trust that you are also. A year that will be full of opportunities and wonderful things to come, but also know that we will never return back to the old normal. We will find a new normal, and we will have to live with whatever happens. But it would be a monumental mistake for us to bring along or to carry along the junk in the trunk of this year into the new year. One of the more famous preachers, he always refers to the junk in the trunk. Now, depending on what model car you drive, there might be lesser or more junk in the trunk. I remember my brother, he had a Zodiac, and he had to have a pick, uh, what do you call it, a pick steel, a piece of wood this long in the boot, because sometimes it would slip out of a gear, and then we would stop getting underneath the car and with some maneuver, he, he got it working again. So you may have some junk in your trunk. But I want to encourage you not to enter this new year with junk in your trunk. Get over with it. For the good news is we, the believers, are the blessed people of God. And there's even more news. Good news. If you're not a believer the invitation is still open to you. Wherever you are, from wherever you listen, if you want to say yes to Jesus, if you want to accept Him as your personal Savior and Master and start living for Him, you will also be included into the blessed family of God. That's good news. Now, what does it mean to be blessed? I've written down a number of 
phrases. It means to be happy. It's good to be happy. To be prosperous. To be blissful. To be secure. To be comforted. To live in divine favor. To be envied. To be joyous. To be forgiven. To be refreshed by God's grace. To be worthy of respect. To be nourished by God's goodness. To be content. To be sheltered by God's promises. Spiritually calm with life joy. To be morally courageous. To be spiritually alive with life joy. Don't you agree that it's good to be blessed? It's better to be blessed than to be stressed. But some people, for some other reason, like it to be stressed. So let me say this to you today. Don't be stressed. Rather be blessed. It's better to be blessed than to be stressed. Amen. Now, our Father in heaven is the Father of blessing. He rejoices when His people flourish. His heart is for you. His heart is for me. He wants us to be well. He wants us to be comforted, to be strengthened. Psalm 35 verse 27 says, Shout for joy and be glad and say continually, The Lord, let the Lord be magnified, who takes pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. Wow, that's good news. Our Father in heaven takes pleasure when His servants flourish. That's good news. Amen. He's a good father. He's a good, good father. And he wants to bless you. He wants to bless all of us. He wants to, to fill us to overflowing with the blessings of his goodness. Amen. Now, our scripture reading for today, number 6, verse 22 to 27, very well-known um, blessing of Aaron. It says... And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron and his sons, This is the way you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And they shall put my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them. Amen. Now, you can very well say, we are not the Israelites, and you're very right. We are not. But this is a prophetic word, which is applicable to us, the children of God. For the word also says, those who believe like Abraham believes in Galatians 3, those are the blessed of God. Amen. So this principle is applicable to his servants. He says, they shall put my name upon the Israelites. Do you realize if you are blessed, the name of Jesus is on you. The name of Jesus accompanies you. Wow, that's reason to be blessed. I'm not just a mortal man. I'm not just a piece of uh, well-manufactured carbon, etc., etc., which manifests itself in an overweight, middle-aged body. No, I'm blessed by the presence of God Himself. Wow, His name is upon me. It's good to be blessed. Rather be blessed than to be stressed. Now, let me give you some background about this blessing. In the Hebrew alphabet, we find what they call decorations on top of many of the Hebrew letters. 
Now, this is not anywhere written in the Word, but it's tradition, and it fits in perfectly with the rest of Scripture. Now, these little decorations took the form of little letters, miniature letters on top of the Hebrew letters. And it's often called tittles. Many of you must have heard about tittles. Ever wondered what is tittles? Now, Jesus himself, in Matthew uh, 5, verse 18, gives, refers to these and he gives them uh, spiritual significance. Now, these tittles are the letter Zion, which means weapon or sword, more specifically. It's also the letter itself is written in the, the, the image of a sword. So this means that on top of the Hebrew letters, these are found, the miniature Zions. One of the, the pieces of uh, scriptures that, that's got the most of these Zions is Psalm 91, the psalm which truly speaks of God's protection, His provision, etc., it's filled with these little Zions on top. Now, in ancient times, there were a number of different swords used. Some were long, some were short, some were heavy, some were lighter, some only using the one edge, etc., etc. Now, the word that Paul uses in Ephesians 6 verse 17, where he writes about the weapons of God, and he writes about the sword of God, the word that he uses is the word makaria, which refers to the Roman short sword of the day. That was a very short sword, about this size. Now, the enemies of the Romans laughed at this little sword, and they asked them, what do you think you're going to accomplish with this little sword? But as we all know, history tells us that the Romans had, Rome had the last laugh. Because this proved to be the weapon of choice of the day. Now this is what the scripture is referring to, the little tittles, the swords sitting on top of the letters. So what would this mean now to you and me? It means that these little tittles were positioned on top of the letters, for example, on this blessing. And the tradition and the belief is that whenever this blessing is released, that these titles, these weapons, are released in the spiritual realm to protect you from any attack from the enemy. Don't you think we are blessed? Amen. That's why the blessing is so important. So these blessings, these swords, is all around us, protecting us. In the Song of Solomon 3, verse 7 to 8, we find the description of the traveling coach of Solomon. It says, there were 60 mighty men surrounding it. All of them handled the sword, all expert in war, guarding against the terrors of the night. Now, as I have previously said, oftentimes, nothing in the Bible is there by chance. It's always there for a reason. So this blessing in Numbers is, contains 60 letters, exactly. So the tradition is that just like the choice soldiers with their swords, 
running around Solomon, protecting him. Whenever you release this blessing, then these mighty Zions, the swords of God, will run around you, protecting you. That's why the Bible says, no enemy, no attack against you shall ever prosper. Amen. We are blessed. We are blessed. And it's so much better, amen, to be blessed than to be stressed. Sometimes we need, just need to be cog take cognizance of these matters so that we can believe and that we can know and that we can testify and proclaim that we are truly the blessed people of God. We're not there on our own. No, God is there. He puts His weapons in the spiritual realm to protect us and to keep us. So, this is what it means. It means that you are protected and, and no enemy shall succeed against you. So do not yield to fear or anxiety. I, I'm speaking to a lot of people and so many people are truly, truly worried about what this new year might bring. Well, how can we tell? There's no way of knowing what the new year will bring. What will it bring financially? What will it bring uh, in our health, etc.? What challenges might there be? Child of God, I want to encourage you today. The Bible says, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what. He releases His blessing around you. And doesn't matter what this year may bring. Doesn't matter what the circumstances may bring. Do not yield to fear or anxiety. But pick up the truth of the Word of God. And say, thank you God. I'm blessed of God. I won't be stressed about this new year. And I will settle it once and for all. I won't be anxious. I won't be fearful. But I will live in victory. I will gain a surpassing victory through Christ who empowers me. Amen. Too blessed to be stressed. You know, Jesus died for us. He died at the cross so that we could be saved. He intercedes for us. He's there, right at the throne room of Father. And when He went to the Father, He went right to the throne room, and He got the, most the biggest treasure of the universe, he, he got the Holy Spirit and he poured out the Holy Spirit over us and he baptized us into his spirit. He filled us with his spirit and now we are empowered, we are strengthened, we are guided. He is in us, he is with us always, never to forsake us, never to leave us. We are truly blessed. So I'm ready for this new year, amen. Are you ready for this new year? Yes. God gave us the biggest gift of heaven. He gave us himself. He gave us his own life. His very life. His very life. I, I want to encourage you, before you go to bed tonight, go and stand before the mirror and look yourself in the eyes and say, Andre, you know, you're actually much better than you thought you are. <laughs> because there's something of God living in you. Wow, the enemy is shaken. If there's someone who needs to be fearful about this new year, it's the enemy, for he's a defeated foe. And we are victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul writes about this 
in Romans 8, and he, he gets to a climax in verse 31 and 34. He says, what then shall we say of all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? People of God, I want to encourage you, while you prepare yourselves for this new year, while you take stock and you make work of the disappointments of last year, and you start turning towards the new year, realize that you are blessed. Realize that the truth of God is living in you. The very life of God is living in you. And I can face this new year. We can face this new season. Let's face up. Let's be ready for we will gain the surpassing victory. Be ready for this new year. Amen. When Joshua... When he ended up there after a long, long tour, my goodness, that was a long one, 40 plus years. And here they stood, ready to enter the, the promised land. What did God tell him? In Joshua 1, verse 7, 8, he says, Joshua, now you be courageous. You be very strong. He, he, he says it again. He repeats it over and over. Joshua, you now be courageous. You be strong, for I am with you wherever you go. And wherever you set your foot, you will be victorious. People of God, I want to encourage you today, don't be despondent. Don't feel hopeless. Don't feel helpless. But stand and hear the voice of the Lord speaking into your heart. Be courageous. Be strong. This is a time to face up. This is a time to pick up your sword in the spirit. This is a time to say, Lord, I'm ready for a new year. Amen. And what's even more, you know, in, in Numbers uh, 14, if I remember correctly, Caleb, he was standing there. And, uh, wow, th this is something good. He, the Bible says he was 85 years old already. And he was speaking to Joshua, and he said, here I am today, I'm 85 years old. I'm as strong as I was when I was 40, because I served the Lord wholeheartedly. Wow, this is a word for all the elderly. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Take on a Caleb spirit. And then he goes on and says to Joshua, give me the mountains there where the giants live. Amen. Give me the mountains where these youngsters can't go. Give me the mountains for God is with me. Amen. People of God, let us go into this new year and shout it out. Lord, give me the mountains there where the giants live for you are with me and we will be more than conquerors in you. Amen. One or two examples of people who were blessed in the Old Testament. Joseph. We know the story about Joseph. Now, Joseph was sold as a slave to Potiphar, and that was also not a nice thing to happen with him. Uh, he took a trip from his country to Egypt. wasn't good. He didn't, he, he, he didn't get to, ride, uh, to, dr to drive in the Rolls Royce or the camel. He had to walk. He was a slave. And then he got sold as a slave to Potiphar. Now, in Genesis 39, verse 2, just listen to this. But the Lord was with Joseph, and he, though a slave, was prosperous and a successful man. Wow. Have you ever heard about that? A slave. Do you know how terrible it was to be a slave at that time? 
They had no rights. There was no toy toy, nothing like that. You were a slave. Your owner could kill you if he wanted to. There was no human rights, no all of these fancy things that we have today, nothing. You were a slave. But the Bible says, though he was a slave, he was prosperous and a successful man. Why? Because God was with him. Amen. We go into this new year knowing that God is with him, with us. Verse 3 says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all he did to flourish and succeed in his hand. And he was put in charge of Potiphar's house. And verse 5 says, That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the Lord's blessing was on all he had in the house and in the field. Wow. People of God, we need to be so blessed and be so aware and so conscious of the blessing that we carry, that wherever you go, even the people around you will be blessed. The business where you work will be blessed. Wherever you go, your blessing will be there with you, and it will bless people, and people will seek after you. They will seek to be with you in your presence, for they will see that you are blessed of God, and whoever touches you are blessed. Whoever is good to you are blessed. This is what happened to Joseph. Then he found himself in prison due to false accusations. But verse 21 says, now listen to this. He's a slave firstly. Secondly, he's in a prison. That's really not a good space to be. Uh, let me tell you, if I have to tell you, you're going to be a slave next year and in prison. It's really not something to look forward to. But this is where Joseph found himself. And he was not guilty anyway. But the Bible says, verse 23, the Lord was with him and he showed him mercy and loving kindness and gave him favor in the sight of the warden. Again, he was put in charge of the prison and he prospered in whatever he did. You see, whatever the circumstances, whatever the enemy might bring against you, he just can't beat you. He just can't beat you. Whatever the circumstances, if you are a man or a woman of God, living in the blessing of God, seeking after Him, holding on to His Word, with His Spirit living in you, nothing will ever get you down. Uh, I can just imagine in my spirit's eye how the enemy must have felt. They must have called a committee meeting and say, what can we do to get this man down? My goodness, nothing is working. We've tried our best, and he just keeps on flourishing. It's just going better and better and better with him. What shall we throw at him next? Too blessed to be stressed. That was Joseph. How about us? And then later he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. And verse 38, it says, The Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find this man's equal? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. Amen. And then Genesis 41, where the world is in trouble. The world of that time is in famine. There's no food. There's no provision. The king, the Pharaoh, said to the people, go to Joseph, and what he says you do, you do. Amen. That is a blessed man. People of God, this is our destiny. This is our calling for a time like this. For we are really, really going into difficult times. 
We might be facing unknown challenges. We might be facing really unknown challenges, never being faced before. But do you know what? You will be so blessed that people will come to you and ask you, what shall we do? How shall we go about doing this? And God will give you the direction, the answer. You will be a blessing to each and every one around you. This is a blessed man, battered and unfavorable circumstances, but nothing could get him down. Doesn't matter what the challenge is. Paul and Silas find themselves in the prison and, and, and they, they are struck with many blows. The Bible says they are bound in the stocks. It's not going well with them. Uh, they haven't got air conditioner. They haven't got DSTV. They haven't got fiber. They haven't got Facebook. They've got nothing. It's just dark. They were not connected. How's that? They were not connected, but you know what? They were connected to God. For the word says at midnight they sang praises and they worshiped God. And while they were doing that, the chains fell off and the prison doors opened. People of God, this is the principle of the word of God. We need to praise him. We need to worship him. Whatever circumstances, because we realize we are blessed and nothing will keep us under. Amen. This is Paul and Silas. Too blessed to be stressed. I can just imagine what happened there in the spiritual world. Again, they just said, too blessed to be stressed. This same Paul we read in Philippians 4. He says, I have learned the secret of facing every situation. I have learned the secret of to be content in whatever circumstance I am. Wow. That sounds blessed to me. Amen? Too blessed to be stressed. So don't be blessed. Don't be stressed. Be blessed. So you can either gravitate towards blessing or away from it. You know, it's unbelievable that some people, they seem to like it, to really be stressed. And uh, I, I can't understand this, but some people really, they sort of camp there. They pitch up camp there. They, they don't only take the tent, they take the caravan. They buy an extension. They, they, they take the Weber. They put up all the stuff. They put up the TV there. They, they, they prepare the grass. They prepare everything. They camp there where it's stressful. I want to encourage you, don't camp there. Let's get out of that. Let's turn your back on that. For the principle of the word is, I'm getting finished with the things that's behind me, and I stretch me out towards that what lies ahead. Amen. This is the principle of the word. So people of God, we are blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Are you getting ready for this new year? Amen. Now, I want to read to you Matthew 5, and you might ask, well, why this? You know, Jesus, this was basically his first real sermon. Uh, by, the, by the way, his sermon had nine points. And not only three. How's that, my brother? We were always taught three points. His sermon had nine points. Let me read to you what Jesus sees as being blessed. And you see, this is the real basis of who we are supposed to be. 
For like I said earlier, it's conditional to be blessed. You know that? It's conditional to be blessed. It's not automatic. And Jesus thought it important to mention these principles right at the start of his ministry. And so often, we don't even look at that. So often, when we look at so many famous people, it's hard to find these in their lives. Let me read to you. And may the Lord work in our hearts, for there may be so many of these things still lacking in our lives. And I ask you to be honest and to mirror yourself against the mirror of the word and ask the Spirit of God, Lord, would you show me what I need to do with this, for I really need to be blessed by you. Let me read to you Matthew 5 from verse 3. It says, blessed, spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired, are the poor in spirit. Those devoid of spiritual arrogance. Those who regard themselves as insignificant. Wow. That's hard to find. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. Verse 4. Blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace are those who mourn over their sins and repent. For they will be comforted when the burden of sin is lifted. How many people just make peace with the sin in their lives and carry on? Jesus said, blessed if you mourn for that. Verse 5, blessed, inwardly peaceful, spiritually secure, worthy of respect are the gentle, the kind-hearted, the sweet-spirited, the self-controlled, for they will inherit the earth. Oftentimes I hear about someone and they would say, wow, now that's a strong person. You know, that's the A-plus personality. You know, don't mess with that, people. You know what? Jesus said, blessed are the gentle, the kind-hearted, the sweet-spirited. That's what Jesus says is blessed. Amen? Verse 6, blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who actively seek right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. I can encourage you to seek one thing this time, this Christmas time and old year, New Year's time. Seek after God like never before. For the promise of the word is you will be completely satisfied. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. Verse 7, blessed, content, sheltered by God's promises are the merciful for they will receive mercy. Wow. Mercy. Take note that mercy is the middle one. This is the anchor of all the blessings. Verse 8, blessed, anticipating God's presence, spiritually mature, are the pure in heart, those with integrity, moral courage, and godly character, for they will see God. Verse 9, blessed, spiritually calm, with life joy in God's favor, are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will express His character and be called the sons of God. Verse 10, blessed, comforted by inner peace and God's love are those who are persecuted for doing that which is morally right, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. 
Verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of your association with me. Be glad and exceedingly joyful for your reward in heaven is great, absolutely inexhaustible for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen? That is a blessed man or God or, or woman in Jesus' eyes. Now I want to encourage you, people of God, the word says we are blessed. We are blessed. We are truly blessed. And I want to encourage you to seek after God so that you can truly live in the fulfillment of his blessings in your life. Because he wants you to flourish. He's happy. He delights in his people being well off, flourishing, prosperous. And I don't want you to miss out on any of these. So ask the Lord, Lord, will you change my heart? Will you use the last few days of this year to take stock and to put this before the Lord and say, Lord, would you bring me into your full blessing so that I can truly shout out, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Amen? Are you ready for this new year? Amen? I'm excited. I'm ready for this new year. I know that God's, God's purpose and His plan for your life is still the same. Nothing that happened in this world tripped him up. But you were born in a country like this, and you are living in a city like this for a time like this. God has called you to be here, and this is the time to shine. This is the time to face up. This is the time to know that you are blessed. This is the time to live as a warrior of God, going, walking step by step, proclaiming, I'm the blessed of God. I won't be stressed. I won't be anxious. I won't be fearful. I won't give in to the fear of the enemy, but I will be blessed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that your word says we are blessed. And Lord, we pray that you will truly work in each one of our hearts, that we will live in the fullness of your blessings. We thank you for that. Lord, and we pray your blessing over the people. We pray that you bless them and keep them. Lord, we pray that you lift up the count and your countenance and that you will bless them. We pray, Lord, that you will smile over them and that you will give them peace, that they will be well, that they will be well protected, that they will know you've got them and you are with them. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.